I have the blessing of sharing with you how God's moved in my life, on my heart, and brought me to where I am. Uh, before I get into the story, I'd like to share uh, my life verses with you. Uh, the first one, it, it, was, it was prophesied over me when I, when I first was saved, and it says, it's from 2 Timothy, and it says, but the Lord stood by my side and gave me strength so that through me the message might fully be proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. That one's pretty powerful, but the other one, I think I believe a little more. It says, but God chose the foolish things of the, of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world to, to, and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. That one really hits home because I know in reality I am one of the weak things that God uses to shame the strong. And I glory in that. I give glory to him in that. You know, when I was, when I was born, that really shook my mom's faith as small as it was at that time. It, it shook it so much uh, that it brought her to the point of, of proclaiming, you know what, there probably isn't a God. You know, if, if, if this merciful, loving being out there does this, then I don't think he's so merciful and loving. That was my mom's mantra for 18 years of my life. And because of that, her not believing, and my dad believing uh, and, and taking us to church every week, you know, that unequally yoked relationship caused a lot of strife in our home. And out of that was you know, this kind of resentment birthed in me, this this anger that, that grew from a very young age of, of knowing why my mom denied the existence of God. And then, you know, I would go to church, and I would go to Sunday school, and hear all these, these wonderful stories about this Jesus who walked around with, with a white robe and a blue shawl, and, and of course he had blue eyes and blonde hair, and he would heal the lepers and all this stuff, and do amazing miracles. And I wondered... Is he the same Jesus that, you know, my dad is trying to follow and all these other people in church are trying to follow? Because if he is, how come he doesn't still do that to me, you know? And I, from a very, very young age, being, I can remember being five years old, laying in my bed and weeping out to him saying, if you are God and you're the Jesus that did this, then do this. Over and over, I remember doing that from a very young age. And receiving either a no or a no answer, I don't, need, I don't know, you know, again, that, that anger just boiled in me, this anger towards him, towards even my parents and stuff, just started to grow. And a, a really big boiling point was when I was eight years old, I was coming home on the school bus and I walked in, I got off the bus and I walked in front of the bus and while I was in front of the bus, the bus driver began to drive forward. 
and the bumper pushed me over. And I remember the front uh, passenger side tire going over my arm and then the back two dual tires going over my leg. And after that, I passed out. And I just remember waking up in a hospital with my family around the bed. And again, I thought, so you're a loving God, right? You, you take care of, you know, I knew the promises of, of how God promised to, to, to take care of believers' families. And I thought, you're not taking care of me. Are you even there? Are you even real? And I spent, I spent about three months in the, in the hospital over an entire summer, my, my grade two to grade three summer, just, you know, bedridden and just stewing in these thoughts. I can remember, you know, and I'm only eight years old, and my, one of my pastors would come to visit because that's what pastors do, right? And he would, you know, come and, and want to pray with me, and I'm thinking, don't, don't bother don't bother, man, you know, because if he's there, then he, he let this happen. I don't really want him to touch anything else in my life. And that, that anger, it, it, it just grew and grew and grew up into my teenage years where, you know, I really wanted nothing to do with church, but I, I, would, I would play drums at church just because, you know, it was, it was a fun way to, you know, play music, take out aggression, whatnot, right? Um, so I, I continued to go to church up until I, was, uh, until I was 18 and I graduated from high school. And then after then, I, I moved out and I said, you know, I told my dad, I said, I'm done with this. I'm not going to church anymore. Uh, I moved to London and <clears throat> while I was there, I, you know, I, I had a band in, in Chatham where I'm from. And I brought them up to London with me and, and we tried to, you know, make a go at it, you know, playing, you know, whatever we could, you know, a, a bar, a club, a party, whatever, right, and just tried to, to make our name great, right, and I'll tell you one thing that, that happened, it, it wasn't that our name was made great, it was that I was completely humbled, because after a year of that, I found myself in a deep depression, because, you know, I forgot to mention that through my teenage years and up to the point that I'm mentioning now, I was... I wasn't experimenting with drugs. I was on drugs every day. Every single day I was high on something. And then, you know, the weekends were for, for drinking and partying and stuff. And, and at the end, of the, end of the end of my year in London, you know, I had spent all my money on that stuff. You know, and I, I, was, I was broke. And when you're broke, you know where your friends go, right? They're, they're nowhere to be found. And I can remember waking up on a day, a beautiful day like this, waking up and seeing the sun shining, hearing the birds chirping, you know, people are probably out playing in the park or whatever, but I wake up and I look directly at the ceiling and I think to myself, I don't want to be here. I, I don't want to be here. And I knew that I wasn't thinking of here as in the room, the bedroom I was sleeping in or the house or the city I was in. I meant here on earth. I was done. I didn't want anything more to do with, with living. But as stubborn as I am, or strong-willed, whichever you look at, glass half full, glass half empty, I, I thought about it for the next few days, and, and what I came up with was, while I was going through some of my stuff, 
I found th this old, wrinkled up King James Bible that belonged to my dad while I was growing up. And so I'm like, you know what? The way I'm going is not working. I might as well at least investigate this stuff. So I opened it up and start trying to read it, right? But those of you who are unfamiliar with the King James language and have tried to read the King James language, it's pretty, uh, you know, hard to understand. So I didn't really get what I was understanding or reading, but I was, I was like, there's something here. I know there's got to be something here. So I decided, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move back home. So I called my parents, worked it out with them, moved back to Chatham in with my parents. And while I was there, <coughs> or actually the discussion that I had with my parents about moving home, my mom, <laughs> she mentioned that she had been saved and she believed now. And I, I was thinking, you know what, <laughs> that's completely crazy because this is the same person that I grew up and my mom, she, when I was growing up, she would call herself a heathen. That's what she called herself. She, she'd say, Mike, my dad, he's a Christian. He goes to church, but I'm a heathen. And, and she was proud of it, you know, and denying God up and down all the way up to confessing him as Lord. And so I thought even more, there's got to be something to this. If he can break through that wall, then there's got to be something to this. And she started to talk to me about how they'd had a new pastor come to the church. And uh, she's like, well, you might like him. You know, he's pretty young. And you might get along with him and stuff. And I thought, well, whatever, you know, I'll, I'll go. So I, I moved back home and I went to church. And I met, I met the new pastor. And his name was Andrew Nelson. And he... I don't know if my mom talked to him about this or whatever, but he took a liking to me right away, or, or at least pretended to. And, he'd, you know, he would, he would try on so many occasions to just, just shine the gospel in. You know how you do that when you're talking with, with people that you want them to, to believe and know Christ, and you just, every chance you get, you just say something that, you know, get the gospel in there, get the gospel in there. And one time he invited me to take a trip up to the Teen Challenge Farm uh, in London, oddly enough. Uh, he had gone through the program, and he was going back to, to speak in the chapel, and he asked me to come along with him, and I thought, you know what? I got nothing to do, you know? So I went with him, and I can still remember, and he reminds me to this day of us driving in the car, you know, and he's driving, and he's doing just, just what, he, what I mentioned, trying to, you know, get the gospel. Let's tell this kid the gospel, right? And, and he tells me this day, he, he remembers me sitting in the passenger seat just being like, no, whatever, man, just save your, your Jesus stuff. I'm, I got my own things working through my mind, you know, so. But he didn't give up. He didn't give up. You know, after that trip and time on, he, he just kept shining it in. And so, you know, it, the truth began to be revealed to me. And I, it felt like one after another, day after day, a scale was being lifted from my eyes. And then I met this crazy bunch of people that were just a little older than me, and they all went to uh, my, my wife Leslie's church. And I say they're crazy because back then, I thought they were crazy, man. Like, this is what they would do. They would, like, get together and pray. That's crazy. Like, who does that, right? That's what I thought. I'm like, that's the only reason you're getting together is to, to pray? Like, what, what's the deal with that, you know? So... I went to a couple of their prayer meetings and stuff, and one, the, oh, one really freaked me out, but 
God, he, he broke through that night. We were in, in this room uh, in, in Leslie's home church, and we're sitting around a table talking about God and stuff, and people are lifting up, you know, saying, like, can you pray for this? Can you pray for this? Whatever. And then one person went over and shut the lights off. And so I'm, and, and then they, like, like they, they went to, like, different corners of the room, and I'm still at the table, and I'm thinking, I thought, I thought you guys were going to pray, you know, what are you guys doing, you know? But I just sat there, and I'm trying to do as the Romans do, right? Just be nice and stuff. And so the lights out, and they, they, start, they put on this music and stuff, and they start praying. And they start praying loud. I mean, these people, like, Leslie went to a very charismatic church, and when they pray, they pray. And <laughs> so I'm sitting at this table still, you know, and I'm just like, okay. You know, that guy over there is shouting weird stuff. This person's shouting weird stuff. God... If you're there, can you talk to me? And I remember this this amazing feeling coming over me. As I said, this those lines, one of the guys who became one of my best friends in the world came and put his hand on my shoulder. And he began to pray over me and just pray that God would speak to me. And he didn't, like, I didn't say those words out loud. He just knew by God's spirit what I was praying for. And I felt this, this amazing feeling inside of me. And I, I swear I heard this voice say, I'm here. And immediately I, I couldn't help but say, you're real, and I want everything to do with you. And I don't know how to do it, but I, I just, I give you who I am. And just use me for whatever. And I felt this feeling of, like, a load of bricks come off my shoulders. It felt like a literal load of bricks lift off my shoulders. I began weeping. And just confessing everything that I know I've done against him. And that was the beginning. That was when my new life started. And then a couple days later, I went and found Andrew, and I told him what had happened. And I said, I don't know what you need done in this church, but let me do it, you know? Whatever it is, just... Give me something to do, you know? So, and, and I'm just rattling off at 1,000 miles an hour, and he's just like, slow down, slow down, you know? Let's, let's talk about this, you know? And he, we spent uh, every Thursday morning for, like, the next almost two years just talking about the gospel. And he would, when, he, when we ran out of things to say, he brought out these, like, things that he learned in Bible college, and he, he began to teach me uh, theology and, and, and all these things that, were completely blowing my mind, and I, I couldn't help but keep it inside, or out, like keep, I couldn't keep it inside of me. And I had to share it with people, and you know, I began leading the Bible studies at Leslie's church and and doing all this stuff. And then I don't even know how it happened, but I started leading worship and stuff, and just it was. It seems like you know, it all happened in a flash. That God 
started using me. And that's when I was, it was at that time I was at Leslie's church during one of their services and, and her pastor, uh, Pastor Mike spoke to me. He came up and he just said, I just feel the Lord saying, you know, that verse from 2 Timothy that I mentioned before, that, that God's going to use you to bring his good news to people. And that lit a flame in me, and I, I wondered, okay, well, if, I, if I'm going to do this, then I, I've got to get some training and stuff. And, I, and so I went to, to Andrew, back to Andrew, and I said, okay, you got to help me out with this. i got to know more. i got to know more. And he said, I don't have anything more to share with you. I, I, I've pretty much done whatever I can. Maybe you should think about Bible college. And I thought, Bible college? What? Don't nerds go to Bible college? Like, because like, I had that idea in my mind that, that a lot of people do where, you know, Bible college kids, they, all they do is sit around and read the Bible all day, you know? But, so I didn't think it was for me, but I, I, I said, you know what? I'll pray about it. And I didn't just say it like a lot of people do. I actually meant it. And I prayed about it. And I, I said, God, if, if you're going to use me, if you're going to proclaim your words through me, then I'm going to need to know what your word says. And if you want me to go to Bible college, Lord, just... Lord, make it clear to me. And he did. He just made it abundantly clear that that's what he wanted me to do. And it was at that time. Yeah. I was provided with an amazing helper and lover that I'll never leave her side anyway. Hopefully she sticks around, but. Yeah, I met Leslie through that church. She was the drummer, obviously, and, you know, I, I swear, when I saw her playing the drums, I, it was like I, I pulled out a bow and arrow, and I just, I hunted her down, you know. <laughs> so that one's mine, you know. So, uh, um, the day, the day I left for Bible college, we, actually the day before, right? The day before, we spent the night together, not the night together, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. We, with some friends, we hung out together the night before. And I, I just discovered who this amazing girl was. And I, I thought, yeah, now that I know who she is, I think I might try to get something going here, right? So the very next day, I don't know how, how it was going to happen, but the very next day was a Sunday. I'm in church doing my thing, and who walks in? Leslie. She didn't go to my church. She just... She just arranged something so that she could go see me again, and I saw her there, and I was just, you know, you know what happened, you know when you see your girl, right? My heart leapt for joy, so to speak, and I remember talking to her after. I, I'm such a jerk. This is how I asked her out. I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm actually embarrassed of it because it's, it's not very romantic. I just like looked at her and I said, "So you want to do this?" <laughs> and she's like, sure, you know, all right. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm leaving, right? We're, I'm taking off two hours from here. I'll be gone. She's like, I'm fine with that. You know, we'll work it out. So we did for four years, you know, we had that long distance thing going on. But anyway, back to Bible college. I'm at Bible college. I, I had to praise God for that, you know, I have to. But I'm at Bible college, and 
The first year of Bible college, let me tell you, my faith was so rocked. God showed me, you know, he taught me so many things, but I, it was almost too much for me, you know? You know, all these things about his word and stuff that you know, I never knew before, and I, I didn't think I could hack it for, for four years in Bible college. So in, that, in the summer after my first year, I, I, I talked to him and I said, God, I don't think I can do this. It's too hard. The work is, you know, I had a hard time with that first year. It's going to get harder and harder, you know. And he just gave me a comfort that let me know, don't worry. Don't worry. I will lead you. I will guide you. And during that time, during those years, man, I met some amazing people who will be my friends for life. I know, and some of them are here in this room. Um, Again, I praise God for them. But he did. He led me through those years, and he he helped me to, um, you know, I, I led a youth group down in Cambridge. I I, I helped, uh, like, be a student leader in dorm with, with these guys over here, and all these things happened in those years that I never saw coming, you know, because especially thinking back in that day when, I'm, when I was staring at the ceiling, when I thought this life is worthless, God was using me for his glory. And then in that fourth year of school, I get an email about, I think it's November-ish, I don't even remember who it was from. It was like through the grapevine saying, oh, this church up, uh, up near Markham is, they're looking for somebody, you know. It, it might be part-time, it might be full-time, whatever. And, and I'm thinking, you know what, I should probably start looking for some, uh, some work and stuff. So explored it. And I don't know, through, even just through the emails with, uh, with, with Pastor Jim and, and uh, well, only Pastor Jim and, I just sensed God saying, walk this way, you know? Walk this way. This is the way to go. And it's true. When you seek him, when you seek his will, you seek his, his word, the, the path lights before your feet. That's, that's not just a, a, a cool song that Amy Grant sung, you know? It's, it's true. Actually, that's not a cool song. It's kind of a lame song, but... <laughs> it's true. When you seek him out, you will find him. When you knock, when you ask, he's there. And that's what I found to be true. And so long story short, here I am. I'm, I'm, I'm here, and I, I believe God's using me here. I, well, when I look at some of the kids and the youth, man, I, I know God's working. I know he is. There's so many, so many of them that from when I first met them, uh, to now, they've stepped so much closer to the cross. And some of them were nowhere near the cross when I met them. I'm so, so thankful to God for that. And I just, I'm having a blast with, with you hazy little crazy people up here. And I just, uh, yeah, I thank God for bringing me here, for, for leading me here. I just want you to know that Wherever you are in your story, ask him to show himself. Even if you've been in it for 40 years or whatever, ask him to show himself. And he will. He will. He promises to. I want to pray with you guys.
God, I thank you so much. Lord, for all the people you brought in my life to show me your word, to show me your light, to share your gospel, your good news with me. I pray, Lord, that everyone in here would know that deep in their heart, Lord, the truth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords. And that wherever they are, Lord, that they would reach out to you with, a, with all their heart, Lord, crying out, Lord, show me where you are, show me who you are, show me where to go. I thank you for leading me here, God, among these people. God, I'm so thankful for everyone here. In Jesus' name, amen.